0: Good morning. Time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer. With us today, we have Mel Phillips. He's with the Oklahoma Anthropological Society. Mel, thanks for coming in today.
1: Hey, good
0: morning. A special program uh, with Mel coming to uh, Chickasha uh, this next week, and we're going to tell you all about uh, what he what he does and how you want to participate on the program and we want to give a big shout out to our sponsors including stanley systems and uh, community bank of oklahoma so first of all mel tell us about the oklahoma anthropological society what is it uh, that you guys do well you know
1: uh preserving the past for the future we record all kinds of information we do archaeological diggings and we do surveys and we have monthly meetings of chapters around the state, and we just promote archaeology and the preservation of information. And how
0: long has the group been around? Since the
1: 1960s, I believe. So uh, I think they were recognized by the IRS
0: at that point in time as a nonprofit organization. And is it? Uh, do you have a main office or just uh, some satellite offices across the state? Or? No, it's
1: all a volunteer organization. All the officers, uh, nobody's paid anything at all. And uh, just people interested in the same thing getting together. And
0: how did you get involved uh, in the group? In the group?
1: Well, I came to Oklahoma. Have many years collecting in Kansas, where I grew up. Whereabouts? And, uh, Richmond, Kansas, which uh, is where East Central uh, Highway 59 goes north south on the east side of Kansas and Oklahoma, and a little town of about 400 people. Uh, actually. The the uh, year that uh, I found my first arrowhead was due to that little town having a free fair, and next year will be the hundredth year of that free fair parade and the whole routine. Town of 400 people, that's quite an event.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, but it rained the morning. My dad and I went to help set up for the fair, and uh, the, a gentleman there in town said, "Well, come on over to the house until it dries up a little bit." And he had arrowheads on the wall. And he said, when we admired it, he said, well, if you'd like to go find some, he said, "Uh, I can tell you where there's a site where you can go look. And so we took that information. We went a couple of weeks later, and I found an arrowhead. And, man, that was the beginning. (laughs) How old were you? Ten years old. Ten years old. That's exciting for a ten-year-old, yeah. I just wondered two things. I held it in my hand, and I said, I wonder who made this and how long ago you know right well there have been thousands of other questions that have come to mind since then but I've never lost the interest
0: and what are some of the more other interesting things you've you've been able to collect over the years oh
1: wow that is so tough yeah because there's thousands of artifacts that I have personally found and I've recorded hundreds of sites in Oklahoma so uh, gee What's interesting, a 12,000-year-old spear point is kind of interesting to most people. The years make a difference, but I've found all kinds of bone tools, stone tools, pottery tools, all sorts of things. So it, And there's more to be found. Have you kept all of these? Well, everything uh, I found, I have kept. Really? My collection is strictly uh, personal finds. I know nothing bought, nothing sold, just everything. I, I'm like a hoarder. <laughs> Do you have a separate room or a separate building for well, all these things? Or? A separate room, mm-hmm. for sure. And it's overflowed into uh, storage areas because I can't display of the, all of them.
0: But you are out sharing your knowledge of all this, and you're going to have a special program coming up uh, at the Chickasha Library this next week. Exactly.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm anxious. It's kind of an experiment for me because uh, I don't know exactly what i'm doing mm-hmm. i just said well let's set up invite people in uh, this this airing and flyers around the different places around town and the county i'm trying to find collectors that'll bring in oh a, a maximum of 20 items for identification and we'll do the, our very best to identify everything that they bring in
0: and is there a process you go through to Try to figure out the the age, I think, is what a lot of people are are interested in. Well, I
1: actually have developed a system uh, based on publications that identify artifacts, mostly projectile points. And uh, they're they're published in alphabetical order by arbitrary names that are given to them. And you can flip through two, three hundred pages of pictures and just to find one. And man, that's slow professionals and amateurs, students all have the same problem so for me I've simplified that I've divided all projector points into various hafting styles shapes and so corner notch side notch contracting stem etc etc and there's only about 25 or so in each of those categories so if you have a projecting uh, a a contracting stem point you've got a a list uh, of Pictures of about 25 points, you can flip those quickly and identify an artifact very quickly.
0: So you're going to abbreviate the, the process pretty quickly. Yes. Uh, you've, you've done this for so many years that uh, well, you know, a lot of them yes. I know by
1: sight. Right. But, but the guide is, uh, and I summarize those little groups with a, uh, a graph. It's a spreadsheet, actually, that I've color-coded and showed the time periods. And so they can look at this for, let's say, corner notch points. They're all listed alphabetically. Uh, but then uh, I bar out the time periods that published for that style of point, how long it was made and when it was made. And I have one sheet, one page, that shows all of that for us, that style. And so uh, it's uh, really popular. When they see that, they say, oh, my God, I wish we'd had this all along. Uh, I've got permission to publish it, but I'm not a professional writer or anything, so it takes a long time for me to get something in print.
0: Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us on The Cool Conversation. We have Mel Phillips in the studio today with the Oklahoma Anthropological Society. And... Uh, again, you've been inviting folks to come out to the library. This next Saturday, and uh, what time?
1: Well, it's from 10 in the morning to 4 in the afternoon, so we'll have quite a bit of time. And basically, when people come, they can they can bring things they found, or they can just come and and see what people bring and visit, because it's uh, it's the fellowship. I mean, the excitement of a find is uh, it's great for me i mean every time i find something new i'm i'm excited but then the excitement is over unless you share it with somebody and you find people that are interested in doing the same thing well that's what this get together is all about learning more about what you found and sharing it with other people you relive the excitement I have done uh this particular event one place in mm-hmm. the state in Muldrow, Oklahoma, which is about ten miles west of Fort Smith, Arkansas. And uh they have been meeting and uh getting together once a month ever since uh about a year or a little longer. And they have great meetings
0: and a lot of show and tell. <laughs> so uh, we—it's important to, to tell our audience today that you're only going to guesstimate the age of the object. Correct.
1: I do give the time period that style was mm-hmm. made. I also give uh, <clears throat> the name that was given to that point style and the cultural affiliation. So uh, those those three things uh, I provide on every, everything is identified. And how I do it is uh, when they come in, we register their name, their phone number, and their email address. And then if they bring things to be identified, and we limit that to 20 items per person, uh, then uh, we'll uh, ask them not where they found it exactly, just what county they found it in. So we can get that information as well. And then we... uh, basically uh, take their artifacts and put them on a grid, of one centimeter grid, and take a picture. And that picture is used for further identification. We'll talk about what they are and, and tell what we know from off the cuff. But the week following the event, everybody will have their pictures, uh, their artifacts will be numbered on the picture, and then we'll take that and identify and get put their information on a spreadsheet and email it back to them so they have a permanent record of what the identifications are. That gives them a lot more information than most of them have.
0: And you'll have some some other folks with you to uh, help you with your assessment? I
1: have uh, the president of the Oklahoma Anthropological Society, uh, Ray McAllister. He's going to talk about and visit with people about the organization and what it does and how they could if they wanted to be a part of that.
0: And if somebody wants to maybe form a, maybe a local organization to be part of this? or oh, um,
1: We'd love that because uh, uh, we're always looking for other people and, and always interested in what they're finding. So in this part of the world, uh, uh, well, I think there are about 300 reported sites, historic and prehistoric. And of those, 40 to 50 percent are probably Plains Village that will date between 800 and, and 14, 1500 A.D. But there are also uh, archaic sites and that are three to 7,000 years old, and there are a few, a couple at least, Paleo-Indian sites that will date older than that, maybe as old as maybe 12 to 13,000 years old
0: that's fascinating and uh, this is going to be a free event we in, yeah, in, it's free and open hmm.
1: to the public so anybody can come and they can spend as much time or as little time as they want sure and uh, i've talked to several people that are bringing things one fellow's said he's found 15 bison or buffalo skulls in little creek locally and that's a lot then uh, talked to the people at the at the uh, university here and uh, they said they may stop by and bring a few things so i've just made contacts and i'm looking forward to it
0: now you say you still go out on some digs and uh, how do you locate them and well when you belong to the society there's a newsletter
1: and uh, so uh, uh, you get all the information of upcoming events and that kind of thing that's how that's the importance of belonging because you excuse me, participate in all the uh, events that you want. Um, but the last dig we had was in eastern Oklahoma and it was based on a site that I recorded for uh, the Little Skin Bayou. It's a, a little creek, a tiny little creek that you can jump across most places. But uh, we found a, a site that probably has several occupations, but the main occupations are Caddoan, and there will be somewhere in the uh, Plains Village time, or early Caddoan. and I uh, think we found a house pattern on, on the excavation, so that's pretty exciting, and that's got one more follow-up dig, and uh, then we'll close that, and we don't have the next one planned yet. There's a talk of going to Nycut, Oklahoma, which is close to Short
0: and Long, Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> Big <laughs> communities, I <I'll> tell you.
0: <laughs> well, whereabouts? I've never heard of Short and Long, Oklahoma. And they're so. close together. Uh, okay, and there you go. go. Where? What? What section? What part is it? Well,
1: they're in Sequoia County. Okay. So they're on the Arkansas border, right. Oklahoma side, and uh, there's a. Uh, there's a mound group that, that was excavated many years ago, real close to short. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I I want to tell you that I'm not an archaeologist. I'm an amateur or avocational archaeologist. So I have knowledge, but it's not sufficient to
0: talk about it too much. Gotcha. If anybody wants to get some information about the Anthropological Society, how would they go about doing that? Well, uh, on the
1: flyers that I'm passing out, I did give my own personal phone number, which I hesitated to do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Nowadays, you don't want to do that. But uh, if, I, if I don't answer a call, then uh, that's because I don't recognize the number. Leave me a message, and I'll call you back. There you go.
0: <laughs> Is there a, a web address to the group or anything like that? Or? Well,
1: they're on Facebook, Oklahoma Anthropological Society is quite active on Facebook, so several hundred people are following that regularly. And it'll announce all the, including this event, it may be
0: announced today or tomorrow. So this is the first of its kind, really, in the central southwest Oklahoma. Really?
1: That that is true. This is the second type event like this. And I've already scheduled an event like this in uh, Kingfisher, that will be three weeks after this one, and three weeks after that one, I'm planning to hold one in Ada, and then four weeks after that, I'm planning to have one in Atoka. So I'll, I'll just keep doing this as, as long as it's fun and, and people are enjoying it and that kind of thing.
0: Well, keep us posted, and if you've got anything else coming up uh, in uh, the Chickasha, Duncan, Antidarko, Lotton area, we'll be happy to pass it along. So thanks so much. Thank you. Mel Phillips with the Oklahoma Anthropological Society on our Cool Conversation program today. And a big thanks to our sponsors, Community Bank of Oklahoma and Stanley Systems.